Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Nicholas Shackelford, who'll be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Nick, what's up? I'm well, buddy. Uh, how are you holding up over there? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Just uh, as, as I mentioned, between the candy that Amazon just delivered and my amazing home gym, I am definitely on pace to be the strongest fat guy in the state of Kansas. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, Nicholas will be sitting in for the esteemed Matt Watson today. Nick is the co-founder and paid media specialist at Constant Creative. And you know I love it when you're interactive. So I want you to go to constantcreative.com, but I want you to replace the C's with the K's, which is also perfect for people that love KC as in Kansas City. So now today's subject is Facebook advertising, and we're going to get into some real specific stuff. I figured that if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right because because Q time is due time. As I've been saying, we're all living the life in quarantine. Now, with that, we're finding a lot of people are getting a lot of stuff done and some people are sitting back and waiting. I figured we'd bring in someone that had spent over a million dollars in Facebook ads in the last week. Yeah. Think about that, people. So if you're going to, you know, o- only the best for you out there. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that yet again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build software development teams quickly and affordably. And now let's figure out how to run some ads on Facebook. Nick, talk to us, buddy. All right. Let me set the scene so people actually will listen to a couple of things I have to say. Um, I'm six years in. Uh, We run all direct response marketing with a little bit of brandedness into that, I would say. And you, you kind of led me in nicely with constant creative is a company that we've been, we've had built, but it wasn't needed until I would say the last year. Uh, So the change and shift that we've seen because of us being in quarantine, creatives can't create, people can't be online. You can't pick up a camera and shoot because you can't interact with others. So we've had this company sitting and up until now, and I had a note, on um, my table to be like, this wasn't supposed to be a business. This was supposed to serve a selfish need of creating content consistently. When you spend a million bucks, and so that's across, in the last eight days, we've spent a million, and that's been across uh, 35 brands that we are in charge of in some degree, whether we're managing or helping out. And the biggest trend that we've noticed is as soon as, let's say two weeks ago, that is when the panic set in. Everyone was going like, oh shit, are we going to have a job or not have a job? That panic resulted in hoarding. That hoarding resulted in like the essential buyers. And then what we're noticing, and this is straight up literally as I'm staring at my accounts, uh, the trend of purchasing has stayed consistent. And a lot of these trends that were happening, people are like, why are, they, why, why, are, why are people still buying? It's America. It's what we do. We still lean in and we still buy, whether we're nervous, whether it's an addiction, whether you, you fill in the blank, but we're American, we're still going to make these purchases. I would even pass it back to you and ask you, have you changed your habit in terms of like the the most recent? You're still buying the same stuff you you, you planned on buying. 
Yeah, it's overall. I mean, uh, you know, the, I mean, my biggest change in activity has just been not leaving the house. And, you know, with that, I mean, we've, we've, I, I haven't necessarily made purchases via things I've seen on Facebook, but definitely it's all been online. I mean, Costco delivered yesterday, the, there was a grocery store pickup that we had to order online before, uh, you know, and over this last couple of weeks, we've definitely, uh, talked a lot about the winners and the losers. You know, Walmart uh, same store sales are up twenty percent over the same period last year. So, wow. you know, like you like you said, America is still buying stuff, and some of it with a frenzied mentality. I mean, I, I, I overall and just you know, you mentioned talking to thirty five different brands or and spending a huge amount of of money on on uh, uh, Facebook ads, you know, for us as a development company at full scale, and then also just here at the, uh, on the Startup Hustle podcast, I've talked to a lot of different people. I mean, it, it, I, don't, I don't think you probably have a whole lot of success for Facebook ads that are selling travel packs right now. No. But maybe if you're selling face masks or something else, or, you know, like, I don't know, man, there's a whole lot of stuff. And I think it was Winston Churchill that said that we, you should never waste a good crisis. Yeah, it's oh my god. It's true. Yeah. It's an opportunity. I've been trying to explain to people that it this is an opportunity for your brand. Now let, let's let's take a little bit of a checklist of okay, what brands we've had we have three brands that have taken off in the sense of um clear winners because of this current time. Uh meal replacement or on delivery food, straight through the roof, right? Specifically. Then we have baby products or baby clothes, because why? And our, my assumption is it's always baby season. Like I tell people this consistently. True. You still got a plan for that. It's still going to come in. And you usually buy that for yourself as the parent to look at your cute kid. And so we're noticing that, hey, that's not for others. That's for me as my family. So it's still relevant within the household. And a lot of the communication that we're using on all of our ads is it's a reframe of take time for yourself. It's a reframe of have your escapism in your own home with on, on the beauty products, on the, on the cleaning products, on uh, the things that weren't necessarily sexy before. Cause people now have that time to do it. That 12 step face routine, right? They they have plenty of time to sit there and do it. The one thing that we're noticing that's hurting is if you're being insensitive about it. So we've run um, True. Six, or, six or seven emails that were just like, Hey, new product release. And the responses back and unsubscribe rate have just been, do you understand what's going on right now? How insensitive? And I'm like, okay, wrong approach. Uh, let's let's quickly move away from that. And then we had two brands that really, really took it on the nose and offered free masks with purchase. Mm. Very fine line, very fine line, you know? Yeah, so overall, like you, you know, we, we've had some discussion about that, uh, even, you know, internally at full scale, and then also with some other guests that, you know, there's, there's a time to revise your message and your approach. Like, so I just got, you know, uh, and I know that this is the, the first exposure you've, the, this is technically much like many episodes of Startup Hustle, the first conversation I've had with someone. But I, you know, I was uh, a, a month ago, I was in the Philippines and, and halfway through a trip to our office in Cebu city and, you know, things were great. And then a week later I was trying to figure out if I was even going to make it back. And one of the things ar around that time, so this is about three weeks ago, I, I actually, uh, halted all automated marketing efforts, 
uh, completely revise the messaging in them, you know, and, and that's a level of, ins of insensitivity that we were trying to avoid. And then some other things too, just with like, you talk about media content and stuff and like, we try to stay, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of programming, just different stuff. We went back and removed like full scale posts and stuff like that, that had like, we had, cause we're, tr we're tr always trying to promote team and togetherness. And like, you know, we'd have a group of like eight people arm in arm, you know, saying, hey, look, you know, your team can be together. Well, first off, our office is, is closed because there's a lockdown there. And then that's not really the right message to to be pushing out. So, yeah, there was definitely a level of insensitivity. And I've seen I've seen some conversation recently about people talking about, well, why are people marketing? Well, I mean, we're trying to keep our businesses going. Right. And people are still buying stuff. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing insensitive about a marketing approach, but a marketing approach with the wrong messaging can be seen to can can be considered to be in poor taste. I, I fully agree with you, and I have nothing other than add to that is what's your brand like? Is is your brand up to date? Is your brand sterile? If you're not able to to lean into the opportunity that we're currently in, don't just jump in and take a take it take a risk it or take a swing at it because you will get an inverse reaction to it i think that's what you're saying is when you're already about this mess of, of collaboration and team and unity you can't show pictures of everyone hugging and holding hands at this time there's not gonna, yeah, and then, not gonna and then another thing too like with at full scale you know we, we sell development services and you know we're well aware of the fact that a lot of business owners are making a lot of tough decisions right now and as an entrepreneur making tough decisions sometimes means letting people go that you might not you know you have to you have to make cost conscious decisions and being a company that that deals in remote developers that aren't from the u.s you know, that was another, that was another part of the messaging. Cause you know, I said that I was like, we can't, we can't have our message be like, send everyone's jobs overseas. Cause that's not really the way our company works anyway. You know, we require a local, a local development presence. So, okay. So back to the, back to the Facebook side of advertising, you know, one of the yeah. things that we've been talking a lot of, you know, you mentioned the winners and losers, meal replacement, baby products. I would think that certain household goods, like I just had a bidet delivered today. Interesting. Yeah. It's very high tech. I bought the same one that I felt that I have used in the Tokyo airport, which is like, seriously, it's high tech. Like, I mean, you have to plug it in, you know, wow. and uh, it's possible. I, if you, if, for those of you listening, if you don't hear any new episodes or you hear water sounds in the background during episodes of startup hustle, you know why. <laughs> um, but you know, some, some of those things are things that, you know, like you, you look at stuff like I would bet that the day sales are through the fucking roof, man. Like, oh why wouldn't they be? So, so now one of the things we've discussed is, you know, a lot of the, the advertising on any platform, I mean, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, CPC on Google, any of that is a bid and it's an auction. And it's possible that when you remove a whole lot of bidders, you may actually get some better deals. Are you finding that in certain categories, the cost per click? or any of the CPM. And for those of you that aren't familiar, cost per milla CPM is how much you're paying per 1000 impressions. Where are you? Is that trending up or down? So I'm, I'm glad you led me into that and you gave me a great lead in. So I'm, I just, it's, it's, my, it's my goal to just throw it up near the rim for you. And yeah, you, you, yeah. Oh man, I wish I was taller. I'd be dunking right now. There you uh, go. But I'm just searching through. So I'm currently in Facebook, just specific numbers we have across our brands and we're, we are in apparel. We are in uh, food and we are in, I would say, 
say, I would say beauty, but it's more of like masks and creams and hair products. So that's like where the three niches we would kind of play within. And just from February 1st to 29th, across the board is the CPMs are $6.29. That's including a little bit of US and the major English speaking markets overseas. Then if I toggle into March, so we 629 in February, March was $4.27 across the board. Oh, wow. That's a big, that's a huge difference. Just in April, first eight days, we are already looking at $3.80. Oh, now, wow. And that's on- So you're almost months. getting double the exposure as opposed to, to in March. And that's, that's directly attributed to, so during times of crisis or times of change or uncertainty, yeah, you know, businesses retract their expenses and almost immediately. And and the, one of the things that's a real challenge for so you know I I always tell people that Full Scale is a, a sales company that happens to sell tech services. We're a sales and marketing company, and we kind of are. I mean, I mean, Full Scale owns the podcast. We have a blog that gets. Right you know, a quarter million visitors a year, all unique and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that we are kind of a sales and marketing company, but uh, you know, you, you mentioned that, that opportunity to get out there. One, this might actually be the time to put the sales up. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't do a lot of paid advertising, but one of the things that's been a huge hit and actually one, we had one specific Instagram ad that drove startup hustle into the top 100 of all business wow. podcasts on Facebook or on uh, Apple last year. And, uh, just was a simple ad. Some of you probably, that's probably how you found the podcast. It just says a podcast for entrepreneurs. So based on, based on my theory and not even the numbers that you just gave me, I was like, man, I want to run this again and see, is, is it, is it going to be half price? And it sounds like it could very well could be. So if I, I I'll steer with, I'll stay with you on that thought process right now is, right now is an opportunity right now is a, is a chance for us to grow that user base and for those of you that really understand your cash flow and really understand your 60 or 90 day ltv if you're a brand owner or if you're a SaaS product and you understand your churn the investment right now is as good or better than a q4 launch right okay so when i when we're approaching this and to back up the cpm numbers we are understand that it is yes it's overall cheaper to advertise but when we pull metrics of the average ratio of those that have added something to cart, so we're an e-com team, add a cart to purchase ratio, going back to the same process we did February, the amount of those that added something to the cart, finished to purchase, was 18%. In March, dropped down to 16.63%. So the intent of clicking, right, it's still there, but the average of those finishing through now, sure, you got text, sure, you got email, but just from the Facebook specific top and bottom of funnel. And then where we're- Yeah, but, but here's, the th here's the thing is even though that's a 1.3% drop or just under 2% variance, if the ads are 60% are of what they cost, it's actually a, a, a huge win. With you, fully with you. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing is, and, you know, and in the Congress of the topic here of Facebook ads, you know, people are on Facebook more. That's like, I remember when the, when the, when the, you know, I've been just calling quarantine Q time. It's just quarantine's just got a, it's a long word, but you know, with, with, with that here during Q time, you know, like that, I swear that first, like that, that final 10 days of March, it was like ever, I mean, it was like, I, I was glued to Facebook and it was just kind of how you were, I was keeping, you know, there's been a few things that have been really constant. I mean, the Google, like news.google, um, the wall street journal and Facebook. 
And it's, I think it's been a way to keep a lot of people connected and a lot of stuff. So that's interesting to hear about the, um, now, now in regards to the advertising. So like, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the who, um, I would, I, I would think that home, home products, like for example, I mentioned having a bidet show up, um, you know, like different things. Like I also looked at some stuff, like I installed all new solar lighting all around my house because, and I did that because I was like, you know, three weeks ago, not knowing what was going to occur and wondering if the world was going to be very chaotic for a while. I was like, God, it's really dark around my house at night. And, you know, but, but those are all things that I made purchases for. Now, Amazon is notoriously slow right now because they're getting overwhelmed with orders, but man, there's a hell of a lot of other places to buy stuff online. And I would imagine that some of the other online retailers are, are really getting around that. So, you know, what do you think about, how do you determine when is the right time to step up, to dial up or dial down your Facebook ad campaign? I think I would approach it two different ways right now. You kind of led me into understanding where Amazon is. So we have uh, brands that are primarily Amazon and trying to jump into Facebook or primarily Facebook trying to jump onto Amazon. For them, they do, they're like, Shaq, I don't think I have the opportunity to add more budget, but I'm okay with that because we have our own logistical things, our own fulfillment things to work through. So all I'm advising them to do currently is keep the budget where it is, play with, play with the price points of the product. Now, that's going to bring in its own headaches because you might have customers saying, I bought it for X. Yes, you will get an influx on customer support if you change price points. But you're having people that usually would go to Amazon to buy your product to get it under prime two, three days, now having to stay and purchase from you. So the influx of people moving away, if you're obviously a non-essential, which is, I would say, primarily uh, uh, majority of the people that are sending or selling a single product, et cetera, they're seeing an increase of that purchase that usually they would lose to Amazon. And so to combat that, whether they want to increase their budget on Facebook, think through like, can you get a little bit more margin on increasing the cost of your product during this time specifically? How do you do this? Um, our AOV is what I would say is put your shipping threshold up $4. Or if you feel like you want to increase the volume of those sales, drop it down 4 to $5. Those are the two things I'd play with first. Free shipping, it is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, here's another thing too, is, you know, Amazon's, you know, the, the, from an e-commerce standpoint, you're looking at a, at a platform that does 53% of e-commerce total, like first off, wow. And then, you know, on top of that, their, their main advantage over a lot of e-com type businesses has been their ability to get it to you fast and then the ease of use of buying. But that, that advantage has been neutralized for a ton of products. So as a seller, you talk about the when, you know, I, I used to work for this this old uh, Southern Virginia guy and his name was Buddy. And he always used to say, you, Matt, you put your sails up when the wind's blowing. <laughs> well, the wind, sometimes it doesn't look like the wind's blowing and it really is. And, you know, the thing is, is when and where do you have an advantage? So, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about the how, you know, and, and so there's, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram are, are one, even though they are, separate, but that is the same owner group basically. And, you know, you can, you can get a, you can have a shared capacity. Now I haven't personally like with the there. Okay. So Instagram is, if you have a podcast, it's pretty much statistically proven that you, that you're going to find some pretty in an engaged audience, um, through Instagram, like especially Instagram, 
but I don't share that same ad that I mentioned having a lot of success with. I didn't share it on Facebook because I wasn't having as much success with it. You know, what's the how here? Like, what's a good how approach for someone listening right now that says, you know what, these guys are are making some sense and I might have an opportunity. So how, how do you go about getting in other than maybe going to constant creative and that, by the way, that's K's not C's.com and talking to you guys about what they can do. But overall, like, I mean, what's the how? So the how right now for you is what is an offer that makes most sense for you to push right now? If you can get your product to, uh, or if you can get that order value, AOV, we'll call it to about 40 to $60. That's the sweet spot. Why do I say this is because it gives you enough room to spend some dollars because right now we're looking at average cost for purchases. Um, this is uh, across everything is about 22 to $25. So we're trying to hit that two X because the two X gives us room to invest and understand. Um, obviously this is per, per product. You have your own margins, but two X gives the perfect balance between uh, you spending money and allowing to reinvest it with not sacrificing a uh, volume. Cause it's always a volume play versus return play for us. Um, some brands are able to spend more to make more. So the first step I would take is if you don't, uh, I will go real basic on this. If you don't have the pixel installed, that's step one. Like if the pixel is not installed, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You probably should go and uh, find something else on the basics. I would include uh, your, I would first export the most recent purchasers from the last month. That cohort of lookalike audiences is a very valuable cohort because those individuals have, are doing two things. One, spending the dollars in fear and panic for you on your product. That's a very special, unique cohort that you can import into Facebook. And that's the newest, most up-to-date audience that you can market against. That's going to give you 2.5 million people on that 1% immediately. The first thing you're going to do as soon as you upload that, you're running a conversion campaign. And what we like to call is, uh, it'll just be normal lowest cost bid. Sit down and find five audiences that are most similar to your brand. And that would be, so for us, we, we sell a, a product called Miracle Brand, which is silver sheets. Um, and it's, uh, I wouldn't say solar sheets, but they, they have silver infused and it kills bacteria. Good marketing, right? Um, so we, we found, okay, Brooklinen's big for us, um, households with young kids. And so we found five audiences that meant the most to us. And we let them run on a lowest cost, which is our version of automatic running. So there's, there's nothing needed. And as soon as you get three to five days of, of spend and the, the following question could be like, all right, Shaq, how much I'm able to spend? You need to be, feel comfortable with investing 500 bucks over the next five days, hundred bucks a day, right? That's going to split across those five audiences. As soon as you get an average cost per purchase that you're going, Hey, this is acceptable. You're going to turn it that you're going to take your best audiences. So let's assume of these five I launched, you got two great audiences. You're going to duplicate this campaign, which is very simple to do in the back end. And you're going to make a campaign, a new one. It's going to be. Now, now, when you're talking about doing this, you're using Facebook's ad manager, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and and by the way, and, and, and sorry to cut you off there, that one of the things that if you want some tips on some of the basics, we actually did a series about digital marketing and just kind of execution, executing. It was myself and uh, the uh, chief uh, marketing officer at Full Scale, And we didn't get into this many specifics. But, you know, one of the things you mentioned is like, we, you know, we talk about if, if you can't track your, 
your success, then you're going to, you know, you're going to have a really leaky funnel. But uh, one of the things that I mentioned in that series was don't just like boost your, boost your ad or your post. Like, you know, what, what looks really easy is you, you have the, with Facebook ad manager, you have the ability to, to, have a lot more control over who you're showing it to. And remember, this is, in my opinion, this is more so about who you're not showing it to. Yes. You know, and, and like, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people make a mistake about when it comes to how you set up CPC type advertising is they just don't even think about that, you know, and the negative, you win and lose on the negatives. And by the negatives, meaning like, who are you not showing your ads to? Because remember with CPM and when Nicholas is talking about having a CPM of $4 or $6 or who cares, that's how much you're paying on average for every thousand people that sees the ad. Now, the goal of marketing and the reason that companies like Facebook and all these companies that have the ability to collect all this metadata about you, why is that so valuable? It's because they can, you can make a laser precise marketing campaign. And then, you know, I wanted to, while I'm here, before I give the mic back to you, another thing you mentioned, you know, you, you need to be able to say you want to spend 500 bucks in in five days, like start with a reasonable amount so you can collect some of that initial data. Cause I'll tell you what, if you got, if you come in hot, you're going to burn through a shitload of money real fast. And then you're going to go, wow, that wasn't very effective. So you can still, and you know, some of these things too are very algorithmic, you know, like with the Instagram ad that we had, I ran that same ad over and over and over and it got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper every time, because look, these, these platforms are in the business of converting ads. Like that's not, look, Facebook doesn't give a shit about your picture of your dinner or your kids. They care about you clicking on an ad or scrolling through and making impressions. So it's in their best interest to target that focus too. And like, you know, you, you talk about being able to remarket and show all these different things to people. I mean, that's really the key. It's like, it's, it's really more about who you're not showing it to. So, you know, don't like the worst thing you can do in setting these things up is be like, okay, I'll take, I'll take people from 18 to 75 years old and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, so I'll I'll give that back to you on the, on the target. I just wanted to be more specific about the, the Facebook ad manager, which by the way, is a little intimidating the first time you play with it. Oh, you're fully and, yeah. and thank you for thank you for steering me on it because I didn't know how deep and I know that's I'm a geek on it. I spend this stuff every single day. I know we're recording this uh, on on the computer. I'm, I currently have 42 tabs open of just pages. I'll show you right it, when it's, we're done. It's it. my job on it's my job on the show to to dumb it down because <laughs> I usually have to for myself. A lot of times I'm. You know, I tell people that I, I'm the non-technical founder at full scale, which means I write checks, not code. So some, sometimes I have to, I have to stop my, my, my brilliant and geniusy friends. I'm like, all right, hang on, let's slow down. What does that mean in English? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So the how is through Facebook's ad manager, Correct. you're able is- to be a little more precise. All right. All right. Now back, back to it, Nick, go ahead. All right. I'm going to, I'll regroup just so that everyone stays with me on it. So pixels installed. I'm ready. I have uh, an image or video that represents my brand to some degree. Um, and I, I mentioned $500. Listen, he, you led me in this already. You said it's an investment. You're buying the data. You're buying direction, right? So when I, when we would talk or work with a brand, buy the direction, you have to have the right structure so that you have the right output, right? If you don't steer it, point the ship in the right direction, it ain't going to give it back. So when we're talking about a conversion campaign, top of funnel, cold traffic, new customers, 
you're launching five audiences that make the most logical sense for your brand or product. Okay, that's the easiest way of thinking about it. If you're already getting sales and you're already getting organic purchases, remember, I want you exporting that first initial lookalike for the past 30 days. Facebook will walk you right through it. It's as simple as can be. Plenty of things on YouTube to find it. When we're launching that, the words in the copy that you're using, it's kind of what you're talking about. It can't be insensitive and you can't be stuck there talking about things that are irrelevant. So if you're communicating in a time like this, um, everybody needs X, this is, what, this is what's gonna cause that peace of mind. Um, this is how, or what we've been waiting for. Those are the conversations and the words, because it is enough to trigger them to make the purchase. Now, the product has to be relevant. Um, as soon as that campaign is built with those five audiences, you'll dupl duplicate it out into what we call uh, a cost cap campaign. That cost cap campaign, you're gonna tell Facebook, do not show my ad unless it's to people in this auction that are willing to spend the dollar amount you put in. So what we're looking at is this is gonna control the amount of spend to a degree. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect, it's Facebook. Like you told me, it's an algorithm. It's still gonna be enough for you to feel confident that I cannot have to, I don't have to check this every two hours or four hours. Facebook's not gonna to choose to deliver that to a customer unless it's gonna give me my $12 purchases, my $40 purchases. Now, caveat, if you're putting 12 or 40 and Facebook can't find enough consumers that are buying at 12 or 40, it won't spend. So don't look at it going, it's broken, nothing's happening. This is a human to human thing. There's way more people on, on, on platform purchasing. So it, it will find it, give it time. If not, you might have to kind of up the bid, lower the bid. That's kind of goes in the day trading of, of the CPC world. All the nerds like myself really, really enjoy. Um, so it's, uh, it's one of the things here in regards to the how, you know, you mentioned an image or, uh, or a video. Um, there's, there's some how about that. Like, for example, on Instagram, if you're trying to post a, uh, if you're trying to post an ad that has too much text, and Facebook will do the same thing. Um, I know we're talking about Facebook ads and I keep mentioning IG, but they are connected. You run it through the same ad manager. It'll tell you, it'll be like, this has too much text. Correct. And, and what, there's, there's, a, there's a less is more kind of thing. I think a lot of people want to try to give as much information as possible. Look, that's not the purpose of the ad impression. You're trying to invoke action. You're trying to get people to click the fucking ad not to learn everything about it while they're scrolling by. So I have this thing, and, and when it comes to the how of whether your impression-based advertising is any good, I call it the flashcard test. And like mm -hmm. the same amount of time you might see a flashcard, which could be three seconds, you look at your ad for three seconds, show it. Like I, I will literally put it on a phone and I'll just flash it. Like, I mean, like a split second and I'll be like, Nicholas, what'd you see? And you'll be like, nothing, a bunch of small font. Okay, well, that's how, that's how much time you have to capture the attention of someone scrolling. Like now picture yourself holding your phone in your hand and you are just, your fingers just, just, and you're just going by a hundred miles an hour. Like what catches your eye? And, you know, like, you know, with video and video, that's an, I think a thing where people really on the, how they really fail. They have like an eight second intro. Yeah, no way. You know, and it's like, I mean, you're done, you're done. And, you know, I, I have some experience with brand building, uh, you know, one of my uh, clients is a guy named JC Lopez, who's the founder of urban necessities. And he's a shoe tuber. 
Um, and in we, and, you know, he actually taught me a hell of a lot about stuff while I was helping him build his brand. But, um, you have to, you have to either lead with a need or you have to get right at it. There has to be something like my book editor taught me, you got to lead with a need. Like, and so what's that need? Like, for example, I mentioned, I bought a bidet, a good ad would be, are you out of toilet paper? Mm. This never runs out of toilet paper, you know, or something like that out of TP. And that would get someone's attention and that's leading with a need, or you have to like immediately engage with something that catches an eye. Why do you think hot women, babies, yep. uh, kittens, like all that stuff? Cause people stop, oh, you know, and then they stop and look at it. So you got to figure out when it comes to the how of creating your image based stuff, like, you know, how are you going to get me to stop and look? Do you, have, do you have any tips on that? Dude, you're, you are absolutely correct on this because even so at Constant Creative, we work with uh, 45 brands and we create, we're creating for them. So brands would deliver us, hey, here are the assets or here's some past things that work for us. I need new variations and edits. The number one thing we attack is the first two seconds. You can give me, Nick, you can give me 45 second videos. I'm not even going to look at the last part of it because I'm going to focus on the first three. Facebook gives you metrics to understand who's watched 25, 50, 75, 95, and 100% of your video. The drop-off rate, it's staggering. Do you know how do you know how long 25% of a 15-second video is? 3.3 seconds. 3.3 seconds. And the drop-off from 25 to 50, it just goes by double, double, double the drop-off. So anytime someone comes to us, we like to do two different things. One, that thumbnail, the original piece, is usually a little bit more shocking than most. And it might not even have anything to do with the product or the picture. For instance, we use three different colors, bright pink, soft blue and a little bit of yellow it might not be what that brand wants but it's the number one thing that we're seeing across because we again uh, why i love what we do is we just kind of get to play that omniscient role and look across all the brands we have these colors are popping every single thing that we do is we, we lead with what we like to call a fluctuation border so you have your normal video uh, or image and it's usually usually and should be shot in a four by five dimension or a one-to-one -one. so square a little bit taller than the square but not a full uh, iPhone dimension, that's that's a little bit too long and then only feeds in uh, the stories, right? So if you can make a four by five or a one-to-one -one ratio square, a little bit taller and have a, a small moving border of color, it's just enough. It's just enough for them to capture going, why, why is that moving? Why is that moving? And what people don't talk about enough is you could have one great ad. So if you had that one Instagram post or that one ad that was amazing, you can keep the same ad turn that one image into a GIF or a video. You don't have to change anything. Simply convert it into a four-second video. Nothing's seen, but what Facebook now sees, it, it's going to serve into a different option because you took an image and made that a video. Then you take that video and turn it into whatever dimension that is. So let's say it was, a, was it a square one-to-one? -one? Sure. Okay, so it was a square one-to-one. -one. You took yep. that same exact video and put it in a four or by five. Now that amazing ad that you know was working it's just turned into three ads. It's the simplest way of scaling or simplest way of adding in more opportunities with the best judgment forward, right? We're trying to control the controllables here. And if you're in mind, you're going, okay, I might not know the audience. I might not know the page I want to run to, but I sure as hell know that this ad was working. So I'm going to stick here. And then I'm going to use my best understanding of my product or my business to go, I really need to use these audiences or go toward these type of, of consumers. That's the simplest direction if I can break it down.
So we're, as we're talking about the how, and some of this is about deciding where you want to be and our, and our, and I, I want to encourage anybody listening to go back and, and, uh, you know, we did a four part series about digital marketing and we really kind of covered it all. So our, C, our CMO, Joel Johnson, um, is, uh, when he applied for the job, his title was digital strategist, which, and he had a lot of big box experience, but there is a digital strategy you need to come up with. And, and within that series, I, I recommend that you don't take all the recommendations that Facebook or IG will give you because they want you to go everywhere. It's like the same way with Google, like Google will, they're like, Hey, we see you want to be found for this specific term. Have you tried these 2,400 other terms? And, you know, cause it's the, now look, they do an amazing job of, of, of spinning it as if they're working in your best interest. But much like much like Nick said, and for some of you who are listening, you're like, oh, shit, I'm way over my head. So you can go to constantcreative.com. That's with K's, not C's. Um, and, and, and maybe find a consultant. I, I have a feeling that these guys will be more than willing to help you out. But, yeah. um, you know, when it when it comes to this stuff, it, sometimes it's about trying to understand and uh, wrap your arms around, you know, what and where to be. And, you know, I think that that's something that's, that's sometimes a challenge to figure out. Absolutely. I mean, and, and even before coming to us, like you understand your product. And I always tell people before hiring anybody to, to do the marketing or anybody to do the amplification of your brand, if you don't know how to sell your product, you can't expect somebody else that's not how to sell your product. It's not their, right. it's their job to be the mouthpiece, but it's you to create that voice, right? That's the easiest way that we're able to put it. We are your mouse, right, we're your right. blowhorn, but you got to speak into it, man. Yeah. And then, you know, so then, you know, when you talk about Facebook, you've got things like stories, you have the different, you have, you know, a feed, you have all this different stuff that you can choose to show to and all these different options. What do you recommend? Do you recommend that people just start with the regular news feed or something else? So Facebook will give you automatic placements or it'll give you um, custom selection. If uh, I'll answer with a question and I'll give a final answer to that. If the creative that you're going to upload into Facebook is the traditional size, which is I think nine by 16, uh, or I think it's 16 by nine, 16 by nine is going to display well on uh, desktop specific desktop newsfeed. It will not display well on mobile. It will not display well on stories. So I, I recommend before you touch anything, put into a square one-to-one -one or four by five. Then I would do is I would exclude uh, Instagram stories. Why I believe in this is because majority of the delivery and conversion rate is the lowest across all of my accounts. The people yeah, that I agree. the people that it is delivering well to are the younger, I would say even Gen Z's to millennials that most likely don't have the cash that you want to be marketing towards. Now, if that's your demo, power to you, reverse what I just said, exclude and just go Instagram stories. If you have, and I think you, you kind of hit it on the nail head, you go, if you... Facebook's going to give you a recommendation and suggest like, here's your budget. Here's where you should go towards. Let, let, let Facebook control it. To a degree, I agree with this. If you have no idea where to go, let it give you the initial uh, directional uh, push of all placements, analyze where it's getting delivery. Well, I'm going to tell you, you, can go, you can go back to that initial spend, you know, put it on for even just a couple days and see, you know, like even just let that automatic placement. And look, here's the thing. You, look, you need to, you need to 
just think of this as you're, you're lighting this money on fire for the greater good of your future budgeting. And, you know, there's, and I, and I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of experience with, I don't know if you can tell that I've done this before. Um, But, you know, I mean, I've had everything from Amazon to Google to all of it. I mean, any, if there's a search, if there's a CPC, I've tried it at least once. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing is, is sometimes by putting that automatic thing on for a couple of days, it'll come back and show you a bunch of keywords that you might yeah. not have even thought about. And, um, and, you know, you'll also like, you know, I mentioned that, that negatives part, like immediately begin to exclude that there are so many wolves in sheep's clothing when it comes to keyword and demographic selection. And, you know, it's like, I mean, there's certain things too. You talk about like, who's your buyer? Like, um, you know, for example, with podcast advertising, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's not an 18 year old for startup hustle. It's just not. And here's another thing too, is like, um, you know, we found that 80% of our, of our ad clicks were coming from guys, from men. And that was like, well, I mean, it's a, it's because it's, I mean, entrepreneurship on some, and some of the subject can be a little dude centric and it's also a show hosted by two guys. So, so, so with that, we actually ran some ads and we said, you know what, let's just show these to guys. And they had a, they were a lower conversion rate because once again, back to who you're not showing it to. Now we ran a separate like B sample that, because if it's going to show in an equal, like kind of 50, 50 or even 60, 40 kind of way, but 80% of your clicks are going to come from men, then you'll have a higher conversion rate only showing to men. Um, you know, when it comes to, you talk about baby products, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you probably target those more towards women than men. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just common sense. You know, like I look back, I have two kids. How many baby products did I buy? Like maybe three. And that's probably because I was told to. Yeah. You, you, you didn't come with that. I will say the only brand that we've actually had a retailer positioning was a brand called Pete and Pedro, which is uh, a male grooming product. Well, Sometimes for us, we're, we're creatures of habit. We don't want to break that. We like our suave soap. We like that hairy bar. I'm not going to change it. But we started realizing that the, the terminology that we needed to start tailoring towards was buy for him as we target it, as we target her, right? Because we're not going to wake up and be like, oh, shit, I really need to change that face, uh, face wash real quick. It's not going to happen. But, you know, you've probably discussed and if your chick's going to be like, hey, babe, I would love for you to kind of upgrade your, 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 your male care system. That's why you think Manscaped is doing so well. They're having <laughs> <Male> all <care. laughs> it's true. These are terms, man. These are real things that these comments and these consumers are saying is if you, if we look through our ads, it's uh, the women tagging them in, babe, I really think you should try this. Oh, this looks good. And it's, it's fascinating to me because no one before this brand came to us was going, why are we not tailoring the message? And so that if applicable to your brand, how does it position as a gift? How does it position as someone buying for the, your your target your demographic a little bit more of a roundabout way? Yeah, you know another uh, another rookie mistake that a lot of people make, and you know we kind of transitioned into the who, you know, like who are you aiming for as regional settings? Um, you know, like I mean, and that's you can get you can you can put things you can put your ad campaign uh, off the rails really quickly. Um, you know, if you, I mean, if you're a regional brand or even a local brand and you, you, I mean, target it, you know, why would you show ads to people in Seattle if your buyers are all in Kansas city? Absolutely. Absolutely. This yeah. is the same thing with like talk barbecue, right? If you, if you know that you, you have a specific tile barbecue in your region, it's most likely not going to do as well, uh, outside of that region. 
Well, and barbecue is a very regional thing too. Like, you know, in Kansas City, we consider ourselves to be the barbecue capital of the world, which there's about six other cities that vie for that title. But <laughs> but, bar- but barbecue sauce here, as opposed to Tuscaloosa, are completely different. Like, I mean, they're it's literally like a completely different thing. I remember when I first moved to North Carolina, I stopped at a barbecue stand. I was like, where's the sauce? And they handed me like what was like a jar of vinegar, like a thing of vinegar. I was like, what what is this? And like it's barbecue sauce, man. You know, I'm like, whoa, you know, but you're right. And, and then also like, you're maybe, you know, like, why are you trying to build up a customer base? If you're a local service company that can't out, you know, you can be very, very precise, like down to zip codes and, you know, like radiuses and stuff like that. And you got to think about like the, especially what, you know, if someone has to travel, to you for any reason, the further that they have to go, the less likely that they're going to do it unless you have something highly unique. You are, you hit the nail on the head. So I, we've, we've gone through some difficult times in this specific area. So we, um, my lady and I have owned a women's clothing store for three years, zero online advertising, all in-store brick and mortar. We're over here. We're, we live in Orange County, California, born and raised, and our store is called Brick Market Boutique. Well, Oh, poor girl, we've been shut down. We were doing on average about thirty to fifty thousand a month. We can't do over two hundred bucks a day. We have no website and we can't buy inventory. So we're sitting here going like, God damn, like what are we doing? We're going live on Instagram every single day. She's doing virtual try-ons. She's taking as many orders through the store. But guess how limited we are? I'm not letting her drive, uh, not because I, I, I control her anyway, but I don't want her to drive by herself right now, currently, further than thirty miles, twenty miles for it. Sure. Say. So you're, yeah. you're absolutely, we've had to take all of her marketing, all of her Google search terms away from just our specific region and area and basically turn it off and we're limited to who we can ship to or drive to. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that, that kind of supports that whole theory. So now on the, you know, the, the great thing about e-commerce and depending on what you're selling is, well, A, the internet never closes mm-hmm. and B, you have a, have a very, you have a very far reach. Now, one of the things that that can affect some of that. We, in the very beginning of the episode, we were talking about shipping costs and, you know, like you, you have to, there are, there are these, you know, if you've ever heard the phrase a death by a thousand tiny cuts, you know, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time consulting and working and repairing businesses in the past. And, and, you know, I've walked into, I, I have one specific example where it was an e-com company and they were charging a set rate for shipping and they thought they were making money on it. And I literally proved to them on the first day that I was there that not only were they not making money, they were actually losing a six figure amount per year because they weren't giving any, any credence to where it was being shipped. So, you know, they would, they would, you know, and they were, they were uh, on the West coast. So, you know, certain things, you know, and it was as simple as solving in this case. What, and, and this was a product where the buyers were more than happy to pay the shipping and sometimes fast shipping. Right. So like you can't just say $25 for overnight because what are you shipping? That could end up being like a $90 charge if you're dropping it off in downtown Brooklyn the next day. Yeah, no way. It's got to be and you can just get by region. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get slaughtered with that. And then, so, you know, you have to be kind of careful with the messaging. So, all right. Well, and, and much like I, I suspected, you know, we blew through 45 minutes here pretty quickly. Um, I mean, we did, you know, just a little recap, you know, talking about the why of, of advertising today. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there. You do have, I mean, here, 49 of 50 states have now issued stay at home orders because of 
because of COVID-19. And, and hopefully you're listening to this in the future when none of this is relevant. Um, but, you know, right now there's a captive audience and there's a why to that. And there are and, and there's also a why not. You know, like like I said, I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't in good faith advise a travel agency to be jacking up their their ad spend right now. But if you sold anything that was an essential product or anything like that, I would I mean, I'd be all over you. I'd be like, yeah, you need to be boosting this up like go, go, go. You know, if you've got the ability to get it out the door, do it. Um, we talked about the the where. I mean, obviously, Facebook was the, the subject of this, but that reaches out to other things. So if, when you're setting up your ad, make sure that you're not just clicking everything because you'll find that you'll end up spending a lot of money being in a lot of places that you don't want to be. Um, you know, the when, well, the now or later, um, and, you know, the who and the how. And, and you know, so you know, as, as we kind of round out this episode and you know what, this has been, this has been really interesting, and engaging. I love this kind of stuff. I think we should probably do a, a couple of follow-up pieces because um, you know, the, the direct insight into things like, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, I suspect CPM is cheaper. It's a lot different when we've got a guest that can say, Hey, over the last, we've spent a million dollars for, for clients and brands over the last week. And we'll confirm that CPM is down 45%. You know, that's, that's a, and you know, that's, that's good to know. And that, that's another reason for why, I mean, that's a, that's a strong why in many cases, like if you can afford it, you might get a hell of a lot. There, there are, there are people are, are paying attention and they're listening. Um, so, you know, as we kind of close out this episode about Facebook advertising, once again, with us today with Nicholas Shackelford, the co-founder and paid media specialist at constant creative. There's a link in the show notes. If you want to, uh, learn more about the company, but, you know, we, we usually end episodes of startup hustle with what we call the founders freestyle. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you freestyle for a little bit about the whole Facebook advertising scene. And like I said, I, I'm going to just go ahead and invite you to come back and do it soon and talk, uh, you know, we, at, before we hit record, I, you know, I, I asked, I said, well, what should we talk about? And said, paid media. I was like, dude, that, that would be like an eight hour episode. And then, you know, we burned through it pretty quick. So this is definitely deserving of some follow through. But as far as today's episode, how do you like to close it out with some overall advice for those that want to want to get their Facebook ads moving? For sure. So I would tell you, um, understand what your value proposition is. What is your number one reason why someone's going to buy from you? And I would start there. Uh, you're, you're always going to optimize for conversion. You're always going to optimize for purchase. Don't let anybody tell you go cart or go landing page. It's bullshit. If you want to tell Facebook, you want people to buy from you, tell them that you want purchasers. That's very straight up. Cause if you ask for carts, they'll give you cards. Um, a, a quote that I heard from one of my good friends today that, uh, I got, I am a, I've been a part of some very successful teams. I've been a part of uh, leading very successful teams at other companies. Now, as I lead my team of 20, uh, this is my first time as a founder for the past, I would say, year and a half. Right now is a time where it's not a, a time to be fearful. It's not a time to to panic, but it's a time to be honest and real and over-communicate. And I, and I got words spoken into me from a great friend. He goes, if you aren't going to do it, your, your competitor is going to do it, right? Think through that lens. Like if you aren't about to have that conversation with your team or you aren't about to motivate or you aren't about to spend that dollar or if you aren't about to jump on that podcast or reach out to that client or reach out to your landlord, your competitor is, right? And at the end of this, it's not going to go back to normal. 
you're having grandma and grandpa, brand new consumers that are jumping online that were fearful fearful to add in their information to uh, for fear of their credit cards being stolen, didn't want some random coming to their store, coming to their house. There are so many new people jumping online that didn't have to do it before. Of all retail purchasers, as you mentioned, Amazon, Walmart, and Target.com are taking up majority of it. The other half, of, I would say, was I saw statistics around 85% are still offline purchasers. Just, just fathom this. That's still so much room for e-commerce consumers or e-commerce brands to find someone that right, might resonate with your product or your brand or your niche or your message. It, it's still going to get better for us. And I do believe, although it's not perfect for every niche and industry, it's nuanced to a degree. Overall, it's cheaper. Overall, it hasn't been like this. And while we were speaking, I pulled up April 1 to April 30 for 2019. The CPMs that time, at that time, it was pretty normal, normal, normal uh, times relative. CPMs were $7.85 just last year. That's across all the brands we currently have. So it is undoubtedly the time to try and test. And, and they're bit. about half that right now, right? Yeah. So if we fast forward that. That, 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 mean, that means that advertising's having a half price sale right now. Everything is. Everything. That's the way you can look at it. Yeah. yeah. $3.79 as I refresh my data. And that's half. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, so did you have anything else, sir? No, I want to end with that, baby. <laughs> Yeah. And it, well, you know, that's the thing. So there, there's a couple things that, you know, I'm going to, that, that I'd like to throw in here. So look, an ad campaign is like an asset and it's something that, you know, you, you, you need to focus on the things that are going well. And, you know, I say when it comes to marketing, there's three words, test, test, test. That's all you need to go by. So you're testing them. You're seeing what works. You got to throw out the stuff that doesn't and do it in a hurry. And you start, narrowing it down and narrowing it down and narrowing it down. And now you're at the point where when you find a crack, you should try to shove an elephant through it. Cause you know, when you talk about some of these things, if you have, if you are trying to drive traffic, I, okay. The moment I mentioned uh, an Instagram ad that we realized was great and we dialed that shit up in a hurry. And it, I mean, it, it shot it, it, it's engagement. I, I haven't even been able to come close to it. And it was simple. It was a simple, a podcast for entrepreneurs and it had the startup hustle logo on it. And I just did a, did a, a an improved version of it, which is might beat the original. I don't know. I just started, I just started playing with it, but it's going to be tough because I can't really test it because it's possible that ads are half price right now. Now, when it comes to your imaging and the way that you're trying to sell, remember this. And for those of you that listen to the show a lot, this is the hundredth time you've heard me say this. And every time I want you to remember it, people buy the benefits of what products do, not the features. So when it comes to your messaging and your approach, you need to be benefit centric when it talks like I mentioned a, a, a fictional bidet ad, no toilet paper needed. And then you show a toilet seat. That would be a fucking amazing ad. Well, would you like that ad? It's would literal. you recommend that? It, yeah. The ad, like the ad is the ad's job is to earn the click. The page is to sell it. You, you lead with the need. And something that's a, that's an interesting topic. And I would, if I had to make that ad, that's all I would say. It would say no, no TP required or something like that. And I would put the toilet seat on it and that would be it, you know, and, and, and that would make people click right now. You would get a huge level of engagement there. 
And, you know, I also really like the advice that you're giving because I think, you know, there's so much stuff online. It's like landing page, landing page, landing page. Like sometimes that's a good approach and sometimes it's not. You know, it's like, I mean, it, you know, you don't know what people are going to buy or what they're going to want to do with the brand. Some, pe- some, some things want you to set up a landing page and it's almost like they're trapped there, you know, and, and, and I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I, I, you know, there's some things that I've had some success with on that and some things not, and, you know, like overall, like your job is you're trying to, to build a brand in the end, but you got to keep, keep an eye on that. It could be great in some situations like, well, like the ad I just mentioned, like if it showed 15 different kinds of bidets and all different price ranges, that might be a, a good landing page, but going to one product that was $400 cause it was high tech. Did I just give away how much I spent on a war, on a high on a high tech bidet? I'm just gonna say I was like, what is this wiping for you? It's it's close. That's pretty close. It's pretty close. So, but anyway, you know, focus on the benefits, and you know, like I said, test, test, test. I, I think that's that's really the whole thing. But once again, with us, Nicholas Shackelford, C, or co-founder and paid media specialist at Constant Creative. That's with K's. Check out the show notes. Click a link. Get some ads together. Do something. See you all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.